Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guitar Stories 2022, episode number 60. Hey, Dan. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm really, really good. I'm um, a little nervous because it's our first episode of 2022. We haven't done it for a while. We've been away for Christmas. I've been ill. We're back. We've got a big guest tonight. Lots and lots of gear to catch up on. And and so many people in the chat already. The people who are listening and watching the live version. Hello, live people. Hello, everyone. And Andy, I got to admit, oh, no, you got to do it this way. The jazz okay. hands, right? Hello. I'm hey. also so nervous. The routine is kind of gone. And it's so cool to see like 50 people already in the chat waiting for us and kind of missing yeah. us. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've missed doing the show, but also I've enjoyed the break. You know, a break is is good. But um, I'm, I'm very, very eager to speak to Robert Baker tonight because yeah. I don't think Robert and I have ever, we, we've chatted like text chat and stuff like that, but I don't think we've ever actually had a video conversation. That's cool. I think I met but him. But I feel like I, I feel like I know him. Yeah. I watched so yeah. many of his videos. So and he's he seems like such a cool dude. Um which of course we'll put to the test tonight. But um yep. tonight's episode our guest is Robert Baker, who is um he's a shredmaster, he's a Led Zeppelin fan, he has really long hair and he's super cool and super chilled out. And I I I'm genuinely um a bit of a fan and I, I bought his course, Dan. That's kind of why we're here today talking about stuff like that. Okay. I bought his course and it's great. Cool. Yeah, it will be a hairy affair because I feel like kind of underdressed with you, you know, putting the throw back to action and Rob with his long kind of Zach Wild inspired hairdo yeah. hmm. um there's a lot of hair going on but i think you'll be okay you've got you've got the beard so you're okay with your hair and your beard yeah. you'll be fine yeah yeah all right let's say hello to some people in the chat there's lots of people lots of lots of names i recognize and lots of names i don't recognize so welcome if you're new um click the subscribe button go and download yeah. it Go do all that stuff. <laughs> um, we've got um, many, many people. My goodness. Um, we've got Paul Crane, Buzzel, Ra, Pooh Ninja, Valeria, Crena, Sarang, Bard Pendragon, Christian, Basement Dwellers, Andy Bungert. Uh, Bungert. Bungert? Bengert? I've lived in Austria too long to know to know how to pronounce people's names. Uh, Nathan, Ryan, Frank, Louis, or Louise. Um, if I didn't read your name out, I'm sorry, but welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're listening to the audio version, also welcome. Wherever you are, be safe, drive safely, or, or sit safely, or if you're on the train or something, you know, ride safely. Where do you listen to podcasts, uh, uh, Dan? Also, uh, uh, well, before I go to sleep, so I was actually uh, saying sleep well. So in case we are kind of entertaining you for the last minutes of your day until you fall yeah. to sleep. Why not? Well, here's a here's a little message for all the people that are about to fall gently to sleep. Wake up! Because we've got Robert Baker <laughs> on the show tonight. <laughs> Dan, let's yeah. talk about um, something that is not so happy, the news today. Let's do some, some less than happy news, but then get back into some gear and cheer ourselves back up again. All right.
Some sad news today in the guitar world. We lost um, what people are calling a genius of amplifiers. And I've never played one of his amps, but uh, I know a lot of people rave about them. And that is the the founder of uh, Dumble Amps has passed away, Alexander Dumble. And if you don't know Dumble Amps, you might have heard of Eric Clapton and Carlos Santana and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Robin Ford and John Mayer. They all play. Oh, and Joe Bonamassa, of course. How could I forget him? They've all played Dumble Amps. Um, and sadly, uh, Alexander passed away. So we just wanted to give a little bit of a guitar stories um, tribute, respect to Alexander Dumble. And um, yeah, all the best to his family. I don't really know what to do about death, Stan. Uh, I try and be respectful, but I don't really like talking about it that much. Um, any I thoughts? Well, super, super sad. I don't know if he was if he was ill or if, if there's any further reason about that. But I think he will be missed by a lot of guitar aficionados that were like looking for his tone because I think he was a boutique builder right from the get go, right? So he he would only produce a handful amps per year. So they were always going already for crazy prices. But I think they will now from now on they will only skyrocket. So that might be the next holy grail when it comes to amps. Absolutely. Uh, I think they're already yeah. priced pretty highly, but um, mm -hmm. I know he started off sort of modding fenders and things like that, but, but he was, I, I don't know, it's, it's hard to comment on someone that seems so prolific in the in the guitar music instrument industry, but yet mm -hmm. so few people have actually played one of his amps. But yeah. you know what I mean? So like people, we talk about, yeah. to digress slightly, we talk about a Marshall sound and an Orange sound and a Fender sound, and people talk about the Dumble sound. It's an odd thing to comment on because I don't think many people have played yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, right. and now that's that's not really going to change, is it? As as you just said, the the amps are not going to yeah. um, be made anymore. But uh, yeah, it's um it's some sad times. But um he he changed music, I guess. He um he really did yeah. make some differences to some guitar players' lives. So he's um going to be sorely missed. So wherever Definitely. you are, I hope you're building amps there. And, yeah. Yeah. For well, Hendrix um, or someone else, I don't know. Yeah, whoever, whomever. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, sorry, right. I don't want to be disrespectful and say move on, but we no. should move on. Absolutely. Let's move on to the huge, huge list of gear that we have this episode. Well. I warn you, we have lots. Oh, hello. I'm here and Dan's, Dan's not here. <laughs> We've had our first technical issue of the show. There oh. we go. Um, I don't know why that's still there. We've got a few few little problems with the with the computer. Oh, dear. Well, it's the first time you're streaming on your new laptop. So new background, yeah. new laptop. I've got a new background. So... Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why yeah. that's doing that. At least I'm not showing like all my emails in the background and stuff like that, or someone's address that I've done <laughs> on other live shows. Um, yeah, I mean that, why... that might be good a good timing to just uh, announce that we're going to do the the Bybor Burn uh, gear news thing a little bit differently. So from this episode on, we're, we we want to do a super quick overview of what has been new throughout the course of the week, and then Andy, I, and you are picking our three picks of the week and then we do the buy borrow burn like we used to sounds good sounds good so we've got a huge list of gear to get through um yeah. and then 
if you notice there's some gear being released that we haven't mentioned, it might be because it's our pick of the week. So the first thing that's uh, on screen, if you're watching the video version, if you're not, then um, you can't see it. It's a new guitar audio interface from Positive Grid. Um, I think it might be called the Riff. I, I didn't really get much information about, apart from the fact this is $99 as an introductory price to go up to $179 when they actually release it. So it's a, a pre-order. But I think a pre-order that saves you 80 bucks is actually a pretty decent pre-order. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts, Dan? Definitely. Uh, I like the price. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on what you can actually do with it? Like, how powerful is that small device? Um, it's a USB lightning cable for iOS devices. It's also USB for Windows and Mac. You can have 24 bits, 96 kilohertz high resolution audio. Nice. Um, okay. There's a high headroom instrument input and a headphone output and a quarter inch stereo line output. So you can plug it into speakers as well. So it's not a fully fledged studio, so you can't plug mics and stuff into it. But I guess the idea mm -hmm. from Positive Grid is to get your guitar into your computer to use their software. Um, mm -hmm. There's lots and lots of these pieces of gear. Absolutely. There's, there's lots of these sorts of things on the market, but this one seems to be a pretty high spec one at mm -hmm. an introductory price for $99, which is, is crazy. Mm. Awesome. One are, they shipping, are they shipping to the US just or is it like uh, worldwide? Because I was reading one comment of Brad who said uh, they're not available in Australia, which is super bad. Aussies, super sorry. So oh. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I do some work with Positive Grid and uh, they are, there's a lot of stuff happening in Taiwan. So the people I speak to are normally in Taiwan. And mm -hmm. I'm a little bit worried because Positive Grid tend to have a little bit of a problem with pre-orders. Like when they, when they did the Spark, they upset a lot of people initially. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And also Buzzle comes up with an interesting comment of who actually uses 24-bit 96 kilohertz. That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It looks pretty. I'll give it that. That's for sure. It certainly looks. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say it looks sexy and sleek, with a big knob on yeah. it, and a nice big LCD display. That's all often useful. But I, I'm sure I'll get one in the studio at some point. Dan, we've forgotten right. something very, very naughty. We've forgotten to talk about Lewitt Audio. Ah, you're absolutely right. Because we're using new microphones, at least. We have right? got new mics. Yeah. Look, yeah. here we are. There's mine. There's Dan's, just, just there. Uh, we're using Lua Audio, uh, the 440 LCT 440 Pure. Uh, so if you're in, in really enjoying the sound tonight, it's thanks to Lua Audio, who have also mm. sponsored this show. So thank you, Lewitt, for sponsoring the show and kitting us out with new microphones because uh, I, I use this mic all the time. I've had it for a while, but now I'm actually using it for the show. Yeah, uh, Dan, how are you finding your LCT 440 Pure? Amazing. We already used it yesterday for a couple for a couple of video shoots and uh, also the approach of live stream, which didn't happen because a cable was broken. But those mics, they are super nice and they, they look gorgeous. I, I brought a couple because I need a cable. I brought them to our IT department and they were like, oh, that looks like a super expensive microphone. I was like, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> so it looks good. It sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, we are, we are not the ones to judge uh, the tone in comparison to previous episodes, but from what I can hear from you and from yesterday, I'm, I'm super happy with that. So thanks, Louis. Yeah, 
Also, they're not expensive. They're about 260 euros, something like that. So I think the mm -hmm. Lewitt thing is is about giving good quality for, for, for a low price. Anyway, enough of the ad, even though it is coming from the heart. We, we do believe it. Um, here is the next piece of gear. No, it isn't. Why, why is my computer not letting me do that? Right, we found our first problem. Come here, little computer. There. Well, Eventually. The guitar butler from Orange. The guitar butler. Now I I checked out the bass butler from Orange when I was the last Nam, the last Nam that we ever had uh, till this year. <laughs> and um, I spoke to Morgan and Aid and and all the guys at Orange, and it seemed it was uh, the bass butler was based on Morgan, who plays session for Muse, his bass rig in a pedal. And the guitar oh, wow. butler is the guitar version, but it's not based on anyone's particular rig, but it's 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 kind of an orange sound in a box, or, or rather a few orange sounds in a box. And if you haven't seen Aid, the engineer from Orange, if you haven't seen the video where he's in it, go and watch it because it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And he's he's one of my favorite people in the world to listen to. And if you don't know what he sounds like, he sounds like the roadie from Wayne's World. And if you don't know who that is, then go and watch Wayne's World, then come back. Yeah. Stop the show now. Watch Wayne's World and then come back. Yeah, pause it. Wake up, get out of bed and um and go and go and watch Wayne's World. Um awesome. apparently I say butler so elegantly. I'm but butler. Butler. Mm. Now I'm I'm conscious of the fact that I'm saying butler and it has butt in it. Anyway, um haven't played it, <laughs> but I will do it at some point. Um I saw some videos. Did you see any videos about it, Dan? Uh, just like the the video with aid and uh, yeah, but I need, definitely need to check it out. It sounds super interesting. Um, is that already available or is it just like a pre-order? It is. No, it is. It is available already. All right. Cool. All right. Well, two channels. Super interesting. If you get orange in a box, I'm always up for that because uh, that will be super Absolutely. when you're touring. You need to lift heavy amps or anything like that. Yeah. Are you are you going Our to next piece it? of gear? Sorry, uh, I I will at some point in the future. Honestly, Dan, and Charlie's not here, so I can say this. Okay. I owe I owe Orange a few videos, so I can't do any new Orange stuff to load down the old stuff. Damn. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So, but don't tell anyone. No, nobody mentioned no. that. Okay. I didn't. I didn't no, say no, that. No. Secret. Our next gear is from a little guitar company called Gibson. Um, they have. <laughs> reissued kind of the maestro fuzz pedal the one that kind of changed everything in the world of guitar effects and they've also done another lot of similar boxes because why not uh dan's heard them i haven't so daniel getka over to you dr dan sorry i've i've actually checked out the the Andertons video to just to get a first impression because obviously neither andy nor i have uh, gotten our hands so far on these pedals but from what I understood is their history is amazing. Um, I think the looks are pretty cool and tones, especially the fuzz tone. I mean, this is basically 60s rock in a box. And this is always something, if tone is easily to achieve and it's almost plug and play, that's something I'm, I'm extremely pleased with because you know there are so many pedals in the market and that plethora of pedals they where you need almost a PhD to kind of get a good tone out of it. That's not something that I'm I'm gravitating towards. So, and with these pedals, you know, with with the dial of a couple knobs, you already achieve a pretty great tone that that has its roots back in the in the, in the 60s, and that sounded pretty pretty amazing. 
Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty pleased with it. Uh, it took me by surprise that Gibson actually re-released or redesigned the series, but it's cool. And actually, I mean, the history is pretty nice. If you think that this was the first guitar pedal in the market that you can buy, if I'm not mistaken, or, or at least among the first, I mean, that's pretty pretty hard to kind of even digest because nowadays you have a million pedals and every day you get 10 more that are coming out and another limited edition and another special color and the redesign of this and the usb version of that damn that's the og pedal that's pretty cool yeah i mean my question is is it the og pedal because i'm i'm skeptical because <laughs> you know just because it's got the same or the similar name the fzm uh doesn't make it the same pedal and there are lots I of fuzz you. pedals based on that pedal that excuse me that um that are already in existence mm-hmm. <sighs> oh 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 uh perfecto de castro is in the chat and he knows someone who has them that would be him <laughs> uh, by the way if you've joined us on the live stream and you're wondering when robert is going to be joining us robert baker of course our guest for this evening he'll be joining us in round about 10 minutes we do gear and mm-hmm. then we'll get on to stuff with robert because there's some people asking in the chat where's robert at robert is getting ready he's probably straightening and glossing his hair that's, that's what i'd be doing if i were robert <laughs> baker with those beautiful luxurious locks um <laughs> Let's move on from Gibson. Let's do the PRS. Thousands of PRS guitars. Um, yeah, Dan, PRS. Yeah. No, not thousands, but but many. Like a handful. <laughs> Actually, yeah, PRS was pretty much in line with a lot of companies that uh, did not, you know, release too many new models for the new year, and uh, you know. At the forefront of their release was obviously the Silver Sky, uh, Silver Sky SE to be more precise. And the Indonesian-made version of the Silver Sky was probably the worst kept secret in the guitar industry for the last couple months. So seeing that finally being released and with a lot of buzz and a great video, I highly encourage everyone to check out the video that uh, uh, in which John is pr- uh, introducing the guitar. It was just pretty cool to see, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't tried them, obviously, because they are due mid of February in, uh, in in Europe, mainland. So it's still subject to a proper test, but they look pretty interesting. And I'm always I'm always game when there's excitement about the guitar. And I think John Mayer is one of the guys that that's able to kind of enthuse people, you know, that are kind of on, on the outer skirts of our universe. You know what I mean? Sure. That have sure, heard, yeah. heard about John Mayer, maybe know a couple songs. So he might be able yeah. to, you know, get get more buzz out there, and and that's always cool. You know, what, yeah, it could result in in. I, I agree with you, and to to follow on from that, it can result in more new guitar players. Um, exactly. I'm not sure that their pricing will encourage new guitar players, and and to <laughs> to talk about John Mayer for a little bit, he was talking about new players, and I'm thinking, all right, it, it's eight hundred and forty nine dollars and about a thousand euros. That is yeah. not new guitar player pricing. That is yeah. far above new guitar player pricing. It, I mean, it should be. I mean, new guitar players should have a good instrument, and I'm sure it is a good instrument, fairly sure. But, um, yeah, John Mayer may have lost touch, or he's just 
you know, accidentally misspoke, but it is not new guitar player pricing for absolutely yeah. certain. But I desperately do want to try one, and I want to compare it to a Mexican Fender Strat, the Player Plus, or possibly a Player, because I'm thinking that's kind of the same range of quality to be expected. Um, maybe chuck an AZES in there from Ibanez just just for a laugh. You know, there you go. <laughs> Actually, what I want to see is a blind test of a Squire Classic vibe, a an Ibanez AZ, the PRS SE, mm -hmm. and the Fender Mexican Strat. That would be amazing to kind of get a super nice blindfold test between these guitars. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, I mean, we could elaborate uh, much longer on this. Um, just to to pick on the topic of pricing, I'm a hundred percent with you. I find it. I mean, I'm I'm no advisor for PRS or anything, so and I don't want to talk in a in a in a bad way about a uh, competing company. But it kind of gave me a headache to see that the US pricing is eight forty nine and the and the EU pricing is nine 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 because obviously yeah. these guitars they are Indonesian made and not from the US. So I don't really see why there should be such a harsh discrepancy because it's eight uh, eight forty nine equals to almost like seven hundred fifty euros. So it's like twenty five percent more. In Europe, and this is something that I kind of find weird, especially for a guitar that is uh, advertised with the claim "tone for all," because I think 1K is a price tag for a you know advanced or a a, a guitarist, a serious guitarist, but it's sure. most likely not a guitar that a beginner will be able to afford easily. You know, yeah. No, but I'll just jump on AliExpress and, and get one that's about, I don't know, 250, 300. <laughs> yeah, but I'm but joking. PRS had more. I'm joking. Yeah. PRS, PRS had, more. had more. Do you know, actually, we're talking about Silver Sky, the guitar that you're not going to believe this, Dan, but the guitar that actually I've fallen in love with is the Orianthi one. I think that is absolutely <laughs> amazing. I, I didn't know. I yeah. saw it's pink. It's, it's like a purple pink burst with a wonderful decorated fretboard something that that I would definitely not normally go for and I saw it didn't know whose guitar it was or anything about it and just thought that is something that I would like to play I have no idea why <laughs> I'm not the target audience I don't think but I think it's absolutely gorgeous yeah yeah I mean Orianti was a SE artist I think back a couple years uh, a couple years back they already released an SE version of her of her guitar with a nice O kind of logo in the fretboard, and but this is like the one of the gorgeous private stock guitars. I mean, this is mm. uh, the inlay is so meticulously crafted. Uh, the flame top that's just that's just gorgeous, and I think the price tag reflects it. This guitar goes for about like twelve k, if I'm not mistaken. So I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope she gets a really successful album so we can have an SE version that only costs I don't know three k. <laughs> what do you think about sorry. the the Mark one in the middle, the, the Spark Blue, I think. The um, these is this the same? What's the name of it? Is it Fi Fiore? No, Fiore, Fiore, Fiore. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think there should be more said about that than than the the John Mayer Silver Sky. Than honestly, because I think it looks like very Silver Sky inspired, but. Mm -hmm. With um with a humbucker at the at the bridge, which makes, must make it more versatile, surely. <laughs> Who knows? We have to move on, Dan. I'm sorry, we've got so yeah, much to get of through. Of um, up next is a company called Ibanez. Yes, Ibanez. Um, they've done some guitars, haven't they? 
Yeah, apparently, because obviously you had a couple of them in, in the post, so I sent you some for review purposes, but yeah. I've played them. I've made one of the videos. Oh, you already watch... did. Yes, you have to watch. <laughs> uh, you have to stay tuned and subscribe to the channel for uh, for more information. Yeah, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Yeah, um, New Guitars, um, like I said, a couple companies uh, in Ibanez as well, they were kind of reducing the amount of guitars to put out because of the ongoing supply chain issues. So there will be more throughout the course of the year. But for January, there was a bunch of interesting guitars, mostly, uh, mostly from Indonesia. And uh, yeah, a couple super interesting uh, designs when it comes to the specs, because the new premium line features, you can see on the left, top left, features a neck through construction, which is a first mm -hmm. in the premium line. Um, it's not the first for Ibanez because there are some more RGRTs and RGT models. But uh, in the premium range, it's a first. Uh, they are, they have great sustain. They are great instruments. They look super cool. Um, there's, a, if, if if I might digress for a second, there's a, a, a very nice story. Um, when we were here presenting the new gear to our reps, they came to the showroom, and our lamps in the showroom, they kind of take a couple of seconds to kind of go full full brightness. So I was switching on the lights, and our reps were already standing in front of the cars, and what the reps said. Oh, these are the new J Customs because he couldn't obviously he couldn't see the logo. He was just you know touching the guitar and kind of looking at it in a very dark environment, and he was going for oh are these the J Customs? So I was like nope, these are actually the premiums, and that felt pretty good that a seasoned player that has played a lot of Ibanez guitars was kind of mistakenly thinking that uh, these were the J Customs. So there's no no marketing plug or anything. It's just like a real story that happened here, and uh, I dig them. So uh, it's, it's no marketing. It? It's no marketing plug, Dan. But if it were, it'd be a bloody good one, wouldn't it? Be a really I know, good. No, I know. You couldn't come up with oh. a story like that. You know, a guy who no. has a gem of, uh, uh, tattooed on his arm is kind of, uh, you know, thinking that these are J Customs, and oh, that's pretty rad. And maybe it speaks for maybe the, he's just really bad at his job, Dan. Maybe they're not that great. <laughs> maybe he's just sucks. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I always like to think po in a positive way. So. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think that's the case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's almost all our Ibanez talk for tonight. Let's do some some sort of guitar that you can't actually see because it's camouflage. It's an ESP, and I think this is the ugliest guitar I've seen in a long, 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 long time. It is so ugly. I, I just don't get it. So, Dan... Please talk about ESP before I upset anybody even further. Oh no! Come on! Come on! Come on! I mean, ESP. No, say nice is, things. I, I I will absolutely say nice things. Um, I think um, ESP also came out. ESP is definitely the record holder uh, when it comes to new releases. They dropped forty six new models for the first phase of twenty twenty two, and um, uh, among the first they kind of dropped was the new James Hetfield signature. Um, it's basically just a snake bite in a new finish, so it's nothing super special. It's not a new shape. It's not you know super new specs. Uh, it's just a new finish called uh, Kuiu Como Satin. Um, yeah, and that's definitely polarizing because uh, I think a vast majority of people will dislike that Camo finish, but I think there are quite a few people that were absolutely love this guitar and uh the only thing that kind of made me uh, chuckle a little bit is the price discrepancy between the ltd that, that will be priced around like 1500 uh bucks and the esp that's more like seven grand and this is quite a <laughs> a discrepancy okay. because there's nothing in yeah. the middle you know yeah 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 that's that's yeah. a big jump 
Yeah. Okay, let's look at what else they have to offer. Um, we've got uh, these I like. Hang on. There. These are the LTD, the single cut ones. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of my, oh, a friend of ours, Benji, has has one, and or at least had one. And um, mm -hmm. are these new finishes? Do you know much about them? They're 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 basically Les Pauls, but metal ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure if they are still uh, if they're already using stainless steel frets, uh, but I think uh, the most striking stuff was that they come. Some models come with uh, Evertune bridges. Yeah. Because these are still rather uh, rare birds in the in the guitar industries because of supply chain issues and because Evertune is still something that a lot of people still think is voodoo, you know, black magic stuff. <laughs> you know, it's it's a rather simple concept, but in a, a super neat design, um, and uh, especially people from the studio, they they love it. Uh, our friend Mark Miller, for instance, he was on the show. He's he's absolutely loving uh, his guitars. He's got an MM one with the Evertune, and he's got an uh, RG RGA um so yeah that's that's pretty sweet and you don't see a lot of uh, less paul shaped guitars with evertune bridges for sure no we've, we've also got some i mean i know very little about ltd and esp i'll be honest they're one of the brands that i have probably the least experience with but um i i get the feeling they might be quite ergonomic because the one that i played at benji's was really really nice to play so i feel mm -hmm. i should educate myself but in austria there doesn't seem to be that many uh shops that uh, don't seem to be that available um i guess yeah, I, I think there's someone at some point yeah there's some misperception also about the uh, some of the the eclipse models because you got to uh, differentiate between uh full thickness models and the regular thickness models because the the like smaller regular th uh thickness models they tone-wise gravitate more towards an SG tone. So actually, their Viper series right. that looks like an SG sounds much more like a Les Paul, whereas the regular thickness uh, Eclipse sounds much more like an SG. So that kind of, when I was, when I was really? you know, testing yeah, testing guitars back in the day, and this is why I think at some point they introduced a full thickness version of the Eclipse because it has a lot more mass, and that actually adds to the tone and makes it sound like a, like a Les Paul. But a lot of their like thinner Eclipse models, they are rather thin sounding. They are more on the lighter side, definitely, which is not not always bad. It's just like different. You would expect uh, more punch and more growl from them. Yeah, sure. Well, um, Robert Baker has just joined us in the green room, so you can't see him, you can't hear him, but we can. We know he's there. Hopefully, he can see and hear us. He's 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 kind of you want to see he's dancing. He's doing some uh, some body popping. That's the word. <laughs> um, we're just going to do our picks of the week. We should probably bring in Robert and welcome him to the show. Then we do our picks of the week from the gear. Then we can buy a bow or a burn, and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty with Robert. How do you feel about that, Dan? Sounds lovely. And actually, maybe Robert can uh, pick the third pick of the week. Sure, sure. So that would be nice, Robert. I'm going to bring Robert in, but one of the things about this new laptop is the screen is seriously smaller, so I can't even see the any bigger glasses. Hang on, where is it? There we go. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting for him. He's here. It's Robert Baker. Hello, Robert Baker. Well, howdy. Can you guys see me? Hear hey. me? I can. Yeah. If I can, that should mean that Dan can as well, which means that the people of the internet can also see and hear yes. you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Sorry, I'm How's getting my, my screens organized here. 
Yeah, we're, we've got new screens as well, so we're just trying to get this all done. Um, we've got uh, an insanely large amount of people watching the show at the moment. 116 people are watching live, which wow. is the highest number we've had all year. Yeah. We're all, <laughs> we're all just hanging out. No doubt. You know what? Yeah. I had a light, and it just died. So now I'm like, it probably looks like I'm lurking in the shadows. <laughs> I mean, I could, I recognize you. It looks like you. It looks like you. Smells like you. It's definitely you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Robert, we've just—is it Robert or Rob? Or I have to ask. Yeah, just Do people call you Rob or Robert. Just Robert. Yeah, I never, I never had a okay. cool. Nickname. There we go. I never had a cool nickname. No. That? Okay. Well. I'm still Andy, and and Dan is still Dan. <laughs> this works out great. Great. We've been just been doing uh do, doing our gear picks, uh, which picks that haven't been our picks. So now we're going to talk about our favorite gear of the week. Oh, cool. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to play a little jingle, and we'll go into my pick of the week. Uh, my computer's playing up a little bit, Robert, so we should be fine. But you never know; it might all just crap out <laughs> as well. So, um, first time for the jingle this year. Right. It has it has crapped out. Come on, come back. Right, this is my pick of the week. The uh Robert's gone as well. Hang on. I've got to bring Robert in. There's Robert. We'll stick you on the side just there. Um the D1 version two from Walrus Audio, the delay pedal as part of the Mako series. I actually have one with me right here. Ooh. And it oh, is wow. flipping brilliant. It is so good. It is I mean I've got a video coming out tomorrow for it, so I shouldn't give too much away, but just to cut straight to the chase. It's probably everything you want in a delay pedal of that size. It's brilliant. It's it's so, so inspiring. It does the basic stuff that a delay pedal needs to do. It also does some weird and wacky stuff. And it's stereo, and it's got MIDI, and it's got USB, and well, that's about it. <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my pick of the week. Um, if you haven't played it, that's probably because they're not out yet. But it did get announced today. So if you're listening uh, some point this week in the early hours of the show, then they're priced around 250 300 bucks, something like that. So it's not a cheap pedal. But as I said, it's, it's one of those delay pedals that could be doing everything you need in a delay pedal. And with the MIDI Great. thing, you've got 128 presets and nine presets without MIDI. What was it called again? So, um, the It's from Walrus Audio. It is the D1 version two. Oh, that's cool. I'm like a sucker for delay pedals. I, I think you'd like that. So you can go from, you know, fattening up a solo to actual reverse delay as well. And there's modulation, there's tape emulation, so a dirtiness in it. There's also, um, uh, it does uh, dotted eighths as well, which is great for the YouTube fans. Um, <laughs> the YouTube delay tone. All of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Um, in a minute, Robert, we're going to decide if that's one we should buy or we should just borrow or if we should burn. Because that's something we do on the show. We buy, we borrow, or we burn gear. So um, I'm hoping that one's going to survive. I didn't realize it was such a violent <laughs> show. 
so yeah. violent, so violent, <laughs> so up to date. It's so 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, so without further ado, let's go to Dan's pick of the week. Yeah. Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the week. Dan, your pick of the week, sir, seems to be a guitar. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because it's not necessarily a pick of the week. It's more like a pick of the month. But since we didn't have two shows in a row in January, I decided to kind of cheat a little bit with my pick. So this is the new Ibanez Premium AZ47P1 QM. And why I was picking this one, it's not just like an average AZ. I mean, those are out in the market for a long time already, but it's the very first AZ that comes non-signature AZ that comes stuck with Dimasio pickups. And I'm totally digging the tones, you know. Okay, okay. Air Norton Tone Zone True Velvet. Um, basswood body. That's like, you dial the amp, all, everything to 11, and then you're good to go to rock out with that beast. Ebony fretboard, super smooth neck. That's, I mean, among all the guitars from the general release, this is definitely my number one pick. And this is why it's my pick of the week, too. And look at the headstock. Wow. They now come with a with color black finish. I dig that. Like, yeah. obviously, I had a bit of an issue with choosing Ibanez guitar for your first pick of the year, even though it didn't come out this week. But it is such a gorgeous <laughs> guitar. I can't really argue. And I do know yeah. that being an AZ, it's probably going to be fantastic. I'm a massive fan of the AZ. So... You know, I don't really have an issue. But I did say I was going to give you some shit for it. But there it is. That's the <laughs> that's the extent of me uh, chastising yeah. you. Yeah, I know. I know. That's how what, such a gentleman you are. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Your Robert, any, you any giving thoughts me on shit that? Is, yeah. Thoughts on the guitar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you reckon? No, I mean, I think it looks really cool. I used to have a, an old RGA a long time ago. And um, mm. it was just a plain top, though. But... Yeah, I haven't, man, I haven't owned an Ibanez in a long time. I, they're not really around here, so I hadn't even played one. Oh, dear. We'll have to fix that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know some yeah. people. Okay, well, I think it's a good pick. Is it the best of the week? I don't know. Robert, is there any gear that you've seen this week that you would uh, suggest should make a, a list of best gear of the week? Yeah, I have it here if you want me to show it to you. It, yeah. It, oh, heck um, yes. Sorry, it's hooked up. What have you got? It just came out. I'm not doing a video on it or anything. But have you seen uh, this? I'm not sure. There. I can. There uh, we go. Yeah, you're in frame. Is it the boost? Is it a yeah, boost? Yeah, it's from uh, Source Audio. It's their first analog pedal they've ever come out with. So it's just it's a it's a mm. boost, but it has different you know different circuits and stuff. Uh, Pete Thorne actually even just did a video about it. And he said, as soon as he opened it up, he put it on his pedal board and took it with him on tour. So. Wow. It's the ZIO. I don't know. It's just, it sounds so good. I've been using it with my Marshall here. And as soon as they sent it to me, I was just like, I just, boom, that's all I use now. I'd like no, no need for a tube screamer, nothing, this thing. So that the mm -hmm. zio or zio I don't, wow. know how to, I don't know how to say it but that would be my pick for sure so i think that just came out like three or four days ago 
yeah, it, it certainly came out uh, recently. I, I remember seeing it announced, yeah. and I always have a, uh, always have a bit of a love hate relationship with boosts because I now know that they're a necessary pedal and they're really really cool. But I used to think they just made things louder, so it just it always exposes how I used to um, <laughs> misconceive them. Yeah, it has like I said, it has different settings on it and stuff, so it's um, I, I think it sounds great. But I'm sure there's a bunch of videos out on it by now, but. Yeah, well, I'm sure Pete. I'm sure, does Pete Thorne have one? Did you say? He yeah, has, he, did he just throw it on his. Board? He's on. Um, he's on tour or something with the classic rock show, and I think he's. In, I think he's in England, um, and he did did it like on stage. He was just showing it because he he wasn't going to have time to make the video. He said so. He put it on his pedal board, shipped it off, and then did the video on stage, you know, using mics and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I mean, like. Cool. He said all the same things that I thought about the pedal as soon as I played it. I was like, whoa, this thing's so good. So it's, uh, it's okay, legit. Okay, well, that, that's a good contender. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it a, Robert, is it an all, <coughs> always on kind of pedal or is it just like like predominantly for boosting stuff? Because uh, I think from what I understood, it's it's designed to kind of make everything sound nicer. Yeah. So would you recommend that? Yeah, it, it's tough because it's like you turn it on and then I like, I turn it off. I'm like, well, I don't like you anymore. Turned off. So then I have to turn it back on. Yeah. And but I'm, but I'm like, but now I need a boost for the boost pedal. Cause if I, it's like, I, I want it to stay like this tone. So, so I'm sure there will be a, a deluxe pedal coming soon of like a boost for your boost. But yeah. Second boost. Stage yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. It, it's like I said, it's yeah. really, it has just, it's real. I like it because it's simple to use, but it it has like yeah. depth to it as well. Like some boosts are just like turn it on. It's like one knob. I'm like, well, sometimes I want to have more control over what's happening and just mm -hmm. like louder, like you said. So, but there's also not 20 settings on it. So I don't know. It's it's cool though. If, if you get a chance to try one, I, like I said, everyone who's played it, they're like, what is this pedal? I'm like, it's not out yet, bro. So. <laughs> that's what it is well um i've i can't quite fancy your pedal now damn it okay um <laughs> we have to put it to the live chat to buy borrow or burn so we we listed a load of gear tonight i think this is the most gear we've ever featured in an episode um yep. we had some prs we had the whole ibanez range from from somewhere we had the uh the gibson pedals we had uh the walrus audio d1 the zio or zio and the Ibanez uh, AZ that Dan chose that I don't remember the numbers for. <laughs> what is it, Dan? 47P1QM. That one. Okay, so it is time to buy, <laughs> borrow, or burn. Buy, borrow, or burn. Oh, Robert's disappeared. There he is. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm going to guess for Dan. <laughs> we do a bit of a guessing game and see how well we yeah. know each other. Buying, borrow, or burning. I think Dan. I think Dan knows which one I'm going to burn. I think I'm pretty sure about that. I think Dan would buy the Gibson Fuzz pedal, the FZM or FZM. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think I got that wrong. I think he would <laughs> borrow a borrow a Silver Sky SE. I think he would burn. Uh, oh dear! Uh, uh, burn the other Gibson pedals. Oh, I, 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 
There's too much gear. I'm too confused. <laughs> Dan, was I was I close? Not at all. Nope. Damn it. No. I think I definitely. I mean, I definitely borrowed the the AZ from the showroom, but I got so much gear that uh, I probably can't justify to buy another one. Um, I would probably burn the Camo LTD. Not the ESP, you know, that goes to the museum or something, or on, on River, but the, the LTD. And actually, I'm super intrigued by both pedals. I probably buy both pedals and have an awesome tone and never switch them off. Do you mean right? the boost and the delay? Yeah, correct. So yeah. I got a nice oh, okay. boost to delay tone. Yeah. Zion and the the one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Deal. Well. I'm telling you now, you can't have it. Staying here. <laughs> Look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. No, okay, so um, am I supposed to guess for Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, he already gave it away that the design is something that he absolutely digs. So he's assuming that he wasn't given the pedal. I would say he would buy that pedal after trying that. He would probably borrow the delay and burn the burn the interface because uh, he has real amps and he doesn't need a computer in between, except for recording his videos. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Almost, I I think I would have to burn that LTD all all day long. All right, there you go. All day long. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's like should we should we approach it like am I burning something to stay warm because it's got to be wood at that point. So, yeah, I mean that burns best. A pedal wouldn't hold you warm for a long time. <laughs> that's for sure. It would keep you warm on the inside, your soul. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what what the ingredients are. Maybe there's some nice firework if you throw it in the fire. I don't know. How are we start like capacitors and everything. As I was say, you need something to start the fire. So, there you go. Yeah. I think I could well. probably start a fire with the fuzz pedal, like <laughs> enough heavy riffing, ah! and then stick the <laughs> stick stick the booster in the fuzz, and then the delay, so it continues forever. And then it's bound to be some sort of fire hazard there somehow. But um, we've unanimously decided to burn the LTD camera <laughs> yeah. and never speak of it again. No. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Jumanji style. Let's <laughs> just let's let's go to the chat. Um, Greenfly twelve would burn the burn PRS just generally. <laughs> um, borrow the Ibanez and buy the Gibson pedal. Uh, Bustle would burn the ESP, buy the delay, and borrow the new Ibanez. Um, Poo Ninja buy the Ibanez, burn the skies, borrow everything else. That's not the rules, Poo Ninja. Can't borrow <laughs> everything. Andy Bungert would buy the Walrus Delay, borrow the Maestro Paddle Line, and burn the Ibanez. Pretty but boring. Okay, okay. Um, let's 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 end on this one. Just burn the camo, 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 burn the camo from Ian Johnston. Um, yeah, that that kind of sums up the the episode really for me. So far, we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're at. Thanks. Thanks for a great show. Already episode title is already decided, right? Turn the camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be just uh, Vandyman bought he said bought the riff. Does that mean he would buy it or he actually has bought it? Because you can pre order it. So 
maybe. Uh, but also burn the camera. <laughs> 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 wow, we're we're all united this evening and this this afternoon uh, on the show. We're gonna burn some some camo guitars. You know what? It was a guitar that someone had to make, and they were just like, "Leave it to us, guys. We we got you. Let's make a guitar for everyone to hate." Yeah. Well, thank you, ESP, for for sticking your neck out and and allowing us to have some fun. <laughs> That, I All guess, right. brings us to the end of today's gear part of the show, which means we can officially start talking to our guest, Mr. Robert Baker. Um, we have many questions for you, Robert. We're just going to give you your guest introductions so we have a moment to collect our thoughts. Sure. Wow. We're back. Like like people that come back from nowhere like a burnt camo guitar from the from the ashes um mr robert baker um we're here on the guitar stories podcast the first thing we'd like to do is is talk about your guitar story and then we wanted to sort of pick your brain on how to make the best from online guitar lessons yourself being an online guitar tutor um so uh Robert Baker, how would you sum up yourself? Like, if, if someone doesn't know you, what do you do? Um, long-haired hillbilly, plays pentatonic scale <laughs> thousands of times, <laughs> makes videos over it. <laughs> that I think that sums up, like, it sets the expectation pretty much on par. Like, you, then you watch a video and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. So... Yeah, I, I think you've nailed it. I think you should just re- go and re- rewrite your bio right now. Um, somebody should transcribe that for us. Um, yeah, genuinely welcome to the show. Thank you for joining oh, us you, on, on the show because you're a first of 2022. Also, uh, from from my side, I've bought your course and I I learn from you. I'd I'd like to say daily, but you know how it is. Um, <laughs> as often as I can, but we'll go into that later. But regarding the guitar story, um, Dan, do you want to do you want to kick off with the guitar story questions to find out why Robert is here as a guitar player? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm always interested in kind of what sparked your interest in playing the guitar and what was your first guitar? Oh, well, so what kind of made me want to start playing guitar was actually my my dad one day. I was obsessed with the band Creed, like before playing guitar. And I think he was just so sick of me, like listening to hire, like for like the thousandth time. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's a um, Southern guy. And he's just like, boy, let me play you some real music. And he pulls out 1984 and he puts in, and he Whoa. turns it to hot for teacher. And I'm and just like, you know, hear the drums and all that stuff. And then uh, all of a sudden here comes in, I didn't know what it was. It's Eddie Van Halen, the tapping intro. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, that's Eddie Van Halen, boy. That's a real guitar player. I'm like, not making fun of Mark Tremonti. I love Mark <laughs> Tremonti. Um, he's an incredible guitar player. But, you know, my dad was just like, no, this is like, this is the guy. And I'm like, whoa. So then I quickly, like, want to play guitar, spiral into depression because I'll never play like Eddie Van Halen. And, and uh, here I am today. So... <laughs> Still, still spiraling, <laughs> and um, yeah, how's, how's that spiral? Yeah, it's it's, it's I, going uh, strong. So I like it. I like it when we spiral past each other and just sort of wave from the <laughs> other side of the spiral. <laughs> um, oh, and hey. and then my my first guitar, oddly enough, looked identical 
to what the silver sky looks like. The first one, it was like, if I showed you pictures, same headstock, everything. It was an old Samick guitar in a silver sparkle finish, three single coils. It like, I showed people and they're like, that's literally like a silver sky. I'm like, it looks exactly like a silver sky. Um, and that was my first guitar. <laughs> Great. Wow. So I'm so I like I'm just googling Samic stuff just to see if I can. I think I might have found it, and I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's someone's like signature you know, guitar. I don't even, I, at the time I didn't know it. Is is this it? Is it is the oh, it was. Is, is it going to crap out now that I'm I'm trying to put something on the screen? Yeah, it is going to crap out. Mm. Hang on, let me do this <laughs> for all the people listening to the audio version. Sorry about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's do that. Oh, it's not going to let me do it because it's a it's a web image. Oh, boo! Oh, damn! You got to convert it first. Yeah. Yeah. So you played the OG it. Silver Sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Mayer stole my nice. starting guitar. There is that it. Oh, that, that that would make for a clickbaity title. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't see anything yet. It's on, yeah, we've got it's, a little bit of a delay on the show. Oh, there's a delay. I, I, do, I, beg, I do beg your pardon. Can you see it on the screen, anybody? Oh, yeah. That looks just... a lot like the Silver Sky. Yeah. Do you see that, Robert? I don't. I, and I, I also, I can't see Dan. I see uh, oh. you, and then that's it. <laughs> I do see a cool jazz master. Uh, oh. oh, I see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was basically it. Like I said, oh, I, you know what? The headstock is different than what I remember. But that, I mean, it's like kind of what the Silver Sky ended up being. Yeah, it's, it's pretty flipping close. Yeah, it is close. Actually, you know yeah. what? Mine even down to the truss rod. Yeah, car. mine was a little bit, a little bit different. <laughs> it must have been a different model, but it's a Samick, um, mm -hmm. same color and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Was it was it a good guitar from from your today's perspective? Is it a good beginner's guitar? I know I don't know. I wish so much I could I could get it back, and um and have it. I I um it was like eighty bucks. I remember that much. And um I traded it for an. Do you know who Esteban is? No. No. Oh no. man. Okay. It's it's probably just the thing in the states here. It's this like flamenco player guy who used to sell guitars on like a home shopping channel. And I I oh, wow. I, oh cool. my god. <laughs> you have to look up Esteban. It's incredible. Me and my dad used to like stay up and watch him like at one a.m. like as he's like demoing this. Like he has this incredible custom ten thousand dollar guitar, and he's like, "This one's just like it," and it's this two hundred dollar guitar. But anyways, I traded <laughs> I traded it for one of those and his like instructional DVDs. Worst trade, wow. worst trade ever. So you went oh, from electric to to a, a, a nylon Spanish guitar, isn't that's like the opposite uh, of what people normally? Yeah, do, no, it? it was a steel string. It was a normal like acoustic. But um, I had another. Oh, it was a, a normal. Yeah, I had another electric at that point. So um, I didn't have an acoustic. So I was like, oh, I want an acoustic, and ah. yeah, and I I did that trade. And um, he traded to someone else, and they just like <laughs> destroyed it, just like roached the thing out. And I was just like, man. So no, unfortunately, I, I, there's no chance of even getting it back. But um, I don't, I don't remember much about it. I remember the guy at the store like handed it to me, like here, try it. And I'm just like, 
like never played guitar before don't even know how to like, clang clang yeah this is the one so <laughs> it's funny because it's the same way i test out guitars now so you know i learned early i've, on. Seen, I've seen your videos <laughs> I'm, I'm very very inspired by by your, your clang clang technique yeah um do you gig robert do you gig have you gigged yeah I, you know i is there a music scene where you are uh, not not really it's more like a, like a bar scene around here um i i gig for a long time uh you know for probably like a solid five years um from the time i was like 17 until i was like into my 20s and then um i quit for a while mainly because i i just wanted to focus on trying to get better at guitar and i felt like i wasn't because i was we we're always rehearsing the same songs and i wasn't like practicing like what i wanted to so then i i stopped gigging for about five years and then that was when i decided to start like youtube like in 2012 or something like that and um Whoa. yeah and then i like doing that stuff and then like the local shop here was like oh hey good i you know, took lessons there when I was younger and they're like, Hey, we need a teacher. Would you want to teach? And it just kind of all, I'm like, Oh yeah. So then I started teaching there and that kind of grew. And then YouTube was growing as well. And then I was in a band again for a while. And then it was, it's just too busy to really like do something like that now. But, but yeah, so it's, it's um, sorry. We've got a comment in the live chat, which is not related to anything you just said. It's from Pamela Armstrong. <laughs> a friend of mine shot the videos for Esteban. That guitar was a piece of sh <laughs> uh, what a what a small world. It was it was trash. Yeah. You have you have to like. It, I remember it was amazing because then it came with like the typical like Fender starter amp that just sounds like you know garbage. And he would be like, "You can play rock and roll on it," and he would plug in his acoustic electric acoustic into the thing and be like dun, 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 and it would just sound horrible and he's he would have a full band and everything you have to look them up i'm i'm writing it down to make sure that i do because it will definitely be on youtube somewhere. esteban he, so he's the guy with the black hat and and the sunglasses and everything, yeah right? yeah and he, i mean he's he's a good guitar player yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna take anything away from him uh like flamenco is his yeah, thing yeah. but um he yeah i mean what did you google esteban guitar correct esteban guitar yeah and then you go to the images and then you see all that oh, stuff. Heck yes. they're very like kind of <laughs> martin inspired but with a kind of christian southern vibe to it i don't know he's got a yeah I'd, especially well, the inlays and everything let's get him on the show let's get him let's get him here <laughs> see if he can yeah i mean sell some week. guitars yeah like i said as far as the guitar player goes i mean dude's the real deal he's he's good so but it's, Amazing, it's just yeah. funny it's any kind of home shopping channel it's hysterical to watch the stuff so yeah he knows so how to you... post that's for sure yeah he he is <laughs> he is the catalog guy look at that well if you're listening to the audio version, just stop listening and, and go and have a look at it. If you're watching this, we don't mind if you go away and come back. It's it's that good. Robert, so you gigged. Were you were you like in a was it a rock band? So I, I from your videos, I guess you're into Van Halen and Led Zeppelin and again the Pentatonics. But um, was it stuff that you enjoyed playing, or was it like a top forties band? Or no, we were we, we were mostly original. I was in two bands, so I was in. Um, well, at one point I was in three bands, but the the two main ones that I did 
was one was this like really hardcore like detuned like drop C you know met just like straight metal stuff I, I have one video on my channel of it um from us playing at some church or something from when I was like 17 maybe or 16 and then the other stuff was like rock and roll you know which that was like what i like truly loved i like the hardcore stuff was fun and it was real complex you know like metally stuff but uh, i definitely knew i was like no like rock rock music is what really kind of like speaks to me like i like forward to writing all this stuff and so it, it was kind of both you know and we would we would learn a bunch of you know Skinner and the one guy would always introduce us and joke that we were a poison tribute band because we liked playing poison songs a lot. <laughs> and our singer would always introduce them. We wrote this song back in 1987. Let's go down and just go right into talk dirty to me. So, <laughs> uh, it was it was hilarious, but it was fun. You know, we um, I'm still buddies with all of them. We're just busy, you know, with life. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to find a bass player at the moment. It's impossible. There's not one in the entire country. It's so difficult. So, any bass players listening, you know, hit me up. Yeah, and especially when you find like a really good bass player, it's so like rewarding. You're like, oh my god, it's the best thing. And you know, bass gets such a bad rap, but there's nothing better than playing with a good bass player. And I'm just like, yeah. man, yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm playing with a really good drummer, and that makes that makes a really really nice. Uh, I don't want to say change. I want to say uh, experience. Yeah, uh, I play with lots of drummers, and this drummer fits the style that we're playing, the blues rock style. It's just he he kind of tickles the drummers rather than plays them. It's just this lovely feel. I, I really enjoy nice. playing with him. <laughs> so if you're a bass player, so, you know, or a guitar player with a bass, we'll we'll maybe settle for that. Uh, high praise for bass players that's rare that's like a rare occasion in the show so <laughs> yeah uh, robert knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah so robert you said you started youtube in 2012 so that's a 10-year anniversary this year right? hey it is i i think my channel actually started in like 2006 or something and that was just because yeah. you had to like create a channel to watch i forget there was like some video owner to watch you had to be like 18 to watch it and i'm like I don't know. And like, you know, you put in your fake, you know, fake age and all that kind of stuff and watch whatever stupid video yeah. it was. But, um, so I think that's yeah, when the yeah. channel technically started, but I didn't actually like start being like, Oh, I'm going to make lessons and stuff like that until 2012. Uh -huh. That was whenever I decided that I wanted to focus on that, you know, which was like a whole different world yeah. than YouTube is now. It's, so much nicer and yeah. not all like sketched out like it was so yeah and what was what was it that made you kind of come up with with the idea or the urge to kind of create lessons your own was it because there was uh no such thing that that you really liked or because you just thought um oh, i might give it a shot because i just like to be in front of the camera i mean yeah part of it well, what made you do it well part of it was um I, I had like you know buddies growing up we all were playing guitar and I always liked, they would ask me to show them like whatever I was working on. And I would even have like tabs, like we created folders and I would like tab out like, oh, here's like this legato exercise and that, that kind of stuff. So I, I liked teaching. I didn't know that I liked teaching. I was just like, just showing your buddies like, oh, this is how you do this. And uh, it was actually uh -huh. uh, a Rob Chapper's video that 
I was watching it and I was just like, oh, here's like this. I mean, Rob's an amazing guitar player, but more like normal guy. Like he's not this like slash figure. And he's like talking about, he's working with all these companies and he was like posting these lesson videos. And I'm like, well, he's kind of goofy. And I'm like, I'm super weird and goofy. So I was like, well, maybe I could do that, you know? <laughs> so I just remember borrowing my mom's web uh, compu- uh, laptop because it had a webcam on it. And uh, I was just like, started making making like crappy YouTube videos. And again, I, I keep with it to this day. Same crappy YouTube videos. Still doing it. <laughs> still, still going strong. <laughs> and I remember seeing you had this really small desk. Um, I remember seeing your videos where you had a, a really tiny desk and you were sat next to the computer filming it. And that, that's, you're one of my first memories of watching YouTube as a guitarist. Because I did, I watched YouTube when I was, I was a guitarist. I never really connected the two. They didn't sort of meet. But for some reason, that your, I don't know which video it was, but that stands out where you're sat at this like, not even room for one person desk and you seem all cramped. Um, and it, it I'm going to have to try and dig that video up because I don't even know what you were doing in the video, but that desk stood out to me. Oh, man. that it, <laughs> Do you still have it? Can I have that desk? No, that thing fell apart. That is, um, you, uh, know, you know what's so funny about that? And people, I've, I've told this story before on my channel, but like that room that I was in, that <laughs> we were like just broke and didn't have any money. So we, we painted the room, but we didn't have enough paint to paint the whole room. So it, we had like literally half of the room painted because the other room was this like crappy white. And we just had that half of the room painted for the videos like forever. Like that was it. And that desk was actually my wife's from her room whenever she moved out of her parents' house. And uh, that the chair fell apart. So if you watch the video, I'm actually sitting on like a cajon that I had. It is, it's so funny to like, think yeah that desk because i remember i got that the mac was the first for me like turning point on youtube because it was like i forget it i mean waited like three years to get that thing or something like took a long time to to get that but then i could actually do the editing that i wanted to do it wasn't like windows movie maker anymore i'm like oh man i'm mm-hmm. legit now i've got iMovie so <laughs> But, but yeah, so it's funny when you mentioned that desk, that's like all the stuff I like pops on my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember sitting there like looking at the other wall that's like completely different color and oh man. Amazing. Yeah, you've, you've recently moved, haven't you? Or I want to say recently, but in terms of videos, you seem to have recently moved studios. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, so the house, I'm still in the same house. I'm in my house right now. So I have a real little kind of like home studio here. But the other studio we did, we moved into a, a much bigger place and just wanted something that was not attached to the house anymore. So kind of feels more okay. like going to work and then coming home and we leave work at work yeah. and home is now home. So, so All right. yeah, so that, that's the, that was a big move. That took a long time to, it took us about three months to get moved in and all that, so it's all right okay yeah never want to do it again ever is that a piece yeah is that a, is that a piece of advice you can give other youtubers as well to kind of get get some sort of uh 
distance between your working sphere and your your private life because that can sometimes you know blur into each other at some point and may, might be difficult to kind of you know draw a line where you say okay now it's time for me or now i gotta work on my stuff yeah no uh and he's nodding yeah i mean i would say 1000 percent. i know for myself um i personally have a hard time like turning off work mode like once once i get working i'm in work mode like that i just want to work and uh, that comes from working with my dad when we would go put up fence uh, fence posts in the pasture it'd be like well you're done when the work's done you know so it would mm -hmm. be hard for me to exit work mode when work was just right here you know so i would always be in thinking of like oh video ideas i'm like oh i should do this and this and my wife would be like hey like you know we're not working right now so like <laughs> Stop talking about YouTube. <laughs> and um, I was I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. You know, but it, it's hard to do whenever it's, you know, it's just work and home are so intertwined. So then once I, once we've yeah. done that, we've been there four or five months now. And it's so much better. Like, I, I like just the like mental health side of it is like a hundred mm -hmm. times better than what it was. So it's a, a huge thing I, and is the is the studio far from your house is it is it a far no, trip no no it's like it five minutes you know so it's like five minutes it's close um we do have neighbors and stuff now like like sharing a wall but they're like super super cool it, it was like the best situation ever the landlord is like one of the coolest guys i've, I've met i told him like what we wanted to do and he's basically just like do whatever you want to the place you know it's yours. So I'm like, cool. perfect, you know? Wow. So, so yeah. So that's a good looking great. place. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's all my wife that, um, if it was, if it was left up to me, it would look like this, <laughs> just <laughs> white walls, guitars everywhere. Like this is what it would look like. <laughs> ah, okay. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, is she also your, your camera operator? Yeah, because I, I, I hear videos and I, I, I see videos, sorry. And um, I hear her on the couch or something and then the camera's moving. I'm like, hang on, a guitar YouTuber with a moving camera. <laughs> you must be married or, or have a very understanding partner or something like this. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny <laughs> is um, I, I don't even know how to use our cameras. Uh, I have like other ones that that I got whenever she started. Help, I, like, I had like I, I was a Canon guy. I went to school and we used cannons and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when she started helping me, she really wanted to switch to Sony. She wanted the uh, S3s and the, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't want to learn how to use a new system. I'm, I'm old. I'm lazy. No, you know. And she was like, No, no, I wanted it because she was familiar with Sony. She already had one, and um, she likes to do all that kind of stuff. So that's totally all her if anything ever looks good that's why i'm like it's her trust me it's not me no it's not the hairy guy that's sitting there i had no part in it i just play the guitar <laughs> all right <laughs> well I, I, that's brilliant so to talk about like to move on from the studio and stuff you've got a space we wanted to talk tonight about learning online and how to make the most of it how important is like setting up a practice area like a like 
I have trouble setting up practice times, mm -hmm. but I find that if I'm in the right area, if I set myself um, a practice zone, if, if, if we can say that, then that helps. What, what sort of tips would you give, Robert? Yeah, I think with that is the biggest thing is you got to carve out the time to do it. And um, you got to kind of fight to keep that time because, you know, the second you stop doing it for a little bit, something else will replace the time quickly. There's a new show you're watching. There's whatever, you know, something comes up and it takes the time. That's what, always why when I used to teach in person, like of a hundred people who would quit taking lessons, they'd be like, I'll be back in the spring, you know, like mm -hmm. two out of a hundred would actually come back. And it's just because it's like, well, you had this time chiseled out and then you left and something filled the spot, you know, and now you have to either chisel it back out because it, which is a lot of effort to even start doing that or, you know, you just, you don't go back to it. So I think that having like a area where your guitar is out and ready to go and you have time that's out and ready to go, like they just, they have to be there, you know? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always think that, you know, keep your guitar out of the case if you can. Because, uh, you know, if, if you can keep it in your line of sight, it's because it's the out of sight, out of mind situation. If your, if your guitar case is in a case yep. under the bed, you won't see it. But if it's out, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play guitar for a little bit, you know. So I think that that helps. Sure. And one of the things like the difference between being online and actually going to a, a teacher is that, as you said, carving at that time, when you go to see a teacher, like I, I can like I'm very passionate about playing guitar, mm -hmm. but I, I used to play vi play violin. I had violin oh, lessons wow. and I was not passionate about playing violin. <laughs> um, but, and every time I went to see the teacher, I would have to apologize for not having practiced. So when you're doing stuff online, you don't have a teacher that you, you know, to motivate you. Mm -hmm. So how how can we get around that? Like, if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not feeling in the mood to practice, how do you get that sort of discipline of, of whoops, if I don't practice, my teacher's going to slap my wrists? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a um, huge thing. You know, I, I, part of it is th there's always going to be a struggle with the self-discipline, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, you know, it's like with anything, like the more you can practice it and exercise that muscle, the better you'll get at that as well. So if you can just try to, what do they say? Like you can, it takes two weeks to form a habit or something like that. Like the repetition of it, there's some, some like scientific thing that I'm not qualified to actually say, but is, um, like just really try hard. Like set, I, I do everything on my phone. I set alarms on my phone to where it's like, okay, it's time for me and my son to sit down and like uh, read. He has to read a book each night for school. I'm like, I'm like, if I didn't set these alarms, I wouldn't remember half the stuff. So it's like, have something that is gonna like, remind you like, hey, I need to play guitar for 30 minutes tonight. And just, you know, for try it for one week. Just try to stick to it for one week. And I, I bet you it'll become a habit. And then you'll just be like, oh, I want to go play guitar. And that 30 minutes is now, oh, shoot, I played guitar for two hours. I'm late, you know, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, hear that. yeah. And I, I feel like that's kind of how you have to approach that, because like you said, there isn't that mm -hmm. accountability factor of a teacher. And mm -hmm. I know I, I had a really, really good guitar teacher and he would always divide up the lessons. Half of it was what I wanted to learn. So whatever Van Halen riff I was trying to play and he'd be like, OK, cool. 
I also want you to go home and learn this. We're going to learn the C major scale. And, and he would write out, the, right. not, he, he didn't tab it out. He wrote the notes, but not on notation, like on tablature, he wrote, you know, C, D, E, that kind of thing. And then I would have to come back in. And if I didn't know the part that he thought I should learn, he's like, all right, well, then we're, we're taking your first half of your lesson. And now we're going to relearn this part. And I'm going to give you something new. And you're just going to keep working on the Van Halen thing where it's at. So, you know. All right. Okay. Yeah. Good motivation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I looked forward to it, you know, and he kind of tricked me. It's like eating your vegetables or something. I was like, I didn't know I was learning important <laughs> stuff. I just wanted to get through that so I could yeah. learn more Van Halen. But yeah, yeah, I think it's with a lot of parts like getting started, like you just said, creating a habit. But I mean, if you're exercising, the first couple couple days they are the the worst, right? Mm -hmm. Once you you get into a routine, it's it's fairly easy. Yeah, uh, it just becomes a like I said, routine or a habit. So, but I mean, you said you had a face-to-face -face teacher back in the day, right? Yeah, I had two really, really good ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when and how? 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 Okay. Yes. Hey, no. No. Finish, please. Sorry. Oh no! I was just gonna say the one was Tim McMillan and then Milo Scambalone. But um, what was your question? All right. Yeah, I was. I was just like wanting to to go down the road. Um, at that time, like you said, YouTube was a different scene, but what would you take at that time from YouTube? Were there already lessons that were good enough to, to actually take something from that? Or is that just something that has changed with the whole paradigm shift towards a like social media landscape of TikTok and, and Instagram and YouTube where, where there's a lot of uh, variety, but also a overwhelmingly uh, <coughs> overwhelmingly uh, number of, of services and courses and everything. Yeah, uh, no, definitely back then, there wasn't so much lessons. It was more people just posted like cover videos. So then you I, you could see someone's oh. hands playing the George Lynch lick that like, threw me off for so long. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what he does in Mr. Scary. Like you, you or you could see finally someone doing the tapping part to get the funk out, you know, and I'm like, that's what Nuno's been doing this whole time. You know, like, that was kind of the cool part for me was getting to see that stuff and to me and those were lessons and then like i said when i started watching chappers he would post lessons every once in a while it wasn't really his main thing at the time but um just i know as, as i learned things i was like well i wish someone would like post a lesson about this and i was like why don't i post a lesson about that and then i would do just like oh here's three like ascending runs in g major and um a lot of those are still some of my like my most popular you know videos which today i'd be like those things suck but at the time you know 240p camera <laughs> i mean it, it was it was top of the top of the heap for, for me anyways <laughs> yeah yeah the, i think dan like touched on something really um big there that there is so much information so many different yeah. ways to learn guitar right now and there's not only do, as, as a guitar player do I feel a little overwhelmed like like you know the more you learn the more you know you don't know um, yeah. it's just like well, what what can I practice today to make me better than I was yesterday mm -hmm. oh another pentatonic <laughs> pedal whoops um did we study the same from the same teacher like <laughs> yeah you definitely <laughs> paid more attention at lessons though that's for certain <laughs> um 
Like, do you ever do anything, Robert, that's out of your comfort zone? Like, most both musically and sort of music genre based. Like, do you do you do anything that isn't the music you enjoy just to sort of uh, try and expand guitar knowledge in that way? Oh yeah, shoot yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff I know, like the, what I listen to outside of like playing stuff, isn't necessarily like the most like guitar heavy uh, kind of music. Like, I, I don't listen to a lot of the instrumental guitar stuff and um i actually don't really even like writing instrumental i just can't sing so i'm like stuck you're i'm I'm forced to make instrumental music because uh i just can't sing but um but i i really love listening to like uh, like funk music which to me the guitar is not the main instrument and that it's kind of the accompanying one and then the bass and the drums are more front and center than anything else or um, I've been listening to a lot of like fiddle, you know, stuff, just like listening to their, mm-hmm. their lines are crazy. I'm like, it's like the craziest, like Yngwie-ish things. I'm like, man, they were doing that way before. And you like, you know, Eddie and all those guys, like you hear these crazy, um, oh, what's his name? Amazing, famous fiddle guy in uh, Nashville. Brent Mason played guitar on his album. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but he's just like shredding viol, like you know, fiddle or violin, and um, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I really enjoy listening to that. It's not so much rock music, but it's just the only thing I know how to play. So mm-hmm. then, when I make a video, I'm like, all right, back to rock music. So <laughs> maybe you could do some some fiddle inspired licks you know like some some riffs that, and trans and trans transfer them from a fiddle to a guitar i'd, I'd watch the heck out of yeah that. i want to you know a long time ago i learned i don't i'm like don't know it anymore but i learned the devil went down to georgia um that one it's so cool i learned it on guitar because i saw keith urban he there was a video of him playing it and I'm like, whoa, what is that? And I'm like, that's so cool. And then I had to like learn it uh, on on guitar. But yeah, and I forgot that a long time ago. It was probably replaced with some power chords or something. But <laughs> it's been pushed yeah. Out by... yeah, you don't need intro that. In, intro out, yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that's really clear with you, Robert, which we can't really we can't quantify this, but it's really clear that you love guitar and you seem to also love um, showing people things about guitar. And that naturally makes you, I think, a a great teacher. Um, Dan, have have you would you agree on that? Definitely. Yep. Definitely. I think when uh, as a teacher, sometimes you also revisit your own stuff or if, if you think about how could you get the the message across? How could you convey the 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 chunk of information to to your student? I think this is where you internally also make some progress, because this is the decisive part. Did you really get it, or do you just think you you got it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just say, I feel like if you are as dedicated uh, as Robert to to teaching and to the guitar, it's just a perfect a perfect match to make a career out of uh, you know educational YouTube content. Whereas if you just think it's a it's a trend or you just want to be the next guitar hero, not every guitar hero is necessarily a good teacher, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a huge... I remember, um, I mean, Yngwie is one of my favorite guys, but I remember I bought one of his DVDs like early on. And from a from a teacher standpoint, it was horrible. 
like terrible deal. Play <laughs> like diminished scale, but I, I I still learned a lot from it because you know other than that, like you didn't have that kind of like close up of Ingve's hands, like that didn't exist. But it was a classic case of I mean like Ingve's such a at such a higher level than than most of us that his slow mm-hmm. was like faster than our fast. I'm, I'm like, I, what did he just do there? I'm like, you know, you know, I'm like, Oh, I see. I just put my hands anywhere and play really fast. Got it. <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, like, I, I feel like, uh, I think he does instructional stuff now and he's like way, like way more slowed down, chilled, you know, about teaching. Yeah. But um, I remember that early stuff. It was like, oh, I'm going to learn some Yngwie finally. And then, like, I get it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to learn some Yngwie. <laughs> yeah. Not I today. think that uh, everything has has been professionalized much more. I think, I think nowadays, uh, nowadays, if they come up with courses, they have some some sort of, uh, you know, tutor that is behind that that kind of checks for some, some sort of train of thought. And if, do you really know what he means instead of just, you know, shredding your ass off? And then I go 240 BP and I go 160 BP and that's it. But, you know, yeah. also teaching the theoretical construct behind that, that's even more important than just a nice riff or lick. You know, yeah, and so and even learning how to like, um, and I'm really guilty of this. This I know this is like one of the biggest things that I'm trying to work on the past year or so uh, that my wife helps me a lot with is just as a teacher, you have to remember to slow down, not just your playing, but like the way you're talking about something. Like, slow it down a little bit. You don't have to like rush through the stuff just because you know what you're talking about doesn't mean that the viewer knows what you're talking about. And I'll do that a lot where I'm teaching or something. And she, I was like, Hey, like take a breath, slow down. And like, just slow, do that part over again. You know, like I'm like, okay, I'm going fast. Ain't I, you know, and it, it's been a real conscious effort. Cause I would, you know, you'd get comments on YouTube and they're just like, man, you know, I like the lesson, but you just go so fast through it. And I'm like, I am going fast. Mm-hmm. Ain't I, you know? So then it's a real conscious effort to, to slow down and then after you get your feelings hurt that someone says you suck and then you're like okay all right i will slow down and i'll do better but but <laughs> yeah, but it's it's tough cool. you know yeah and you, I've, you, I've got you, a question. as i said very passionate so it's, it must be hard to to control that passion but still use it when you're going slowly yeah yeah it is it it takes like i said you have to like uh, you know, bridle the enthusiasm about stuff because you can get it's, it's kind of like playing live. Like, you know, even though it's like your vibrato speeds up like by two when you're live versus like when you're like chilling at home. <laughs> I'm like, what's up with that? What are you yeah. doing? You know, like, you're not my vibrato. And then um, it's kind of like that, you know, <laughs> like you, you get excited, like, because, you know, it's a, it's a lick. Because I think what happens is you start teaching something. Like if it's a Jimmy Page riff or lick or something, I'm like, oh, I remember how excited I was when I learned when I first learned this riff, and uh, you kind of like like it sparks that excitement, and then you start speeding up, and you're excited, you know, and you got to remember like, all right, slow down. You've already been excited once about this. You're done. Teach it, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> good one. So if you if you if if we turn tables and if if I imagine Robert Baker as a student, when you come across a nice lick on YouTube, how do you how do you approach that? Like, what's your usual routine if you want to pick up a new piece of information and want to add something to your arsenal? 
Um, you know, how do you do that? You know, I just, it's funny you mentioned that that's actually, uh, my new year's resolution this year, um, that I've been working on, you know, to bring it, I've already like failed it, but, um, no, actually what I'm, what I'm doing this year <laughs> to get better is I want to tab out and it's, it's kind of, it's more just for me. It's not like for a video necessarily, uh, 100 different ideas okay. from these other guitar players that have been like really inspiring me to play it. So like I've tabbed out this, um, Tom Bukovac, this big long line that he played in a video. And, uh, there's a Sean Tubbs lick that he played. I'm like, Whoa, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I just break it down and just doing it all by ear. Cause there's not tabs for this stuff. These, these guys are just, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, whipping this stuff out. Like it's nothing. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. You know, like I could never play that. And, and, and so that, that's it, you know, it's just kind of like hearing, hearing these other guys who are just so many like light years ahead of you and then you break it down and you're mm -hmm. like oh that's cool you know like already like the thing i learned from from tubs and book was I, I i i catch myself already incorporating it and i feel like that's whenever you've practiced something you're starting to practice it enough is if you can naturally incorporate it when you're improvising or writing or something like that if you don't have to think about it you know, oh, okay, I've run through this quite a few times now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And and how, like, more precisely, how do you do that? Do you, um, do you speed down the playing speed on YouTube and kind of look first about the positions? Or do you just listen to it for a couple times and kind of try to imagine where the notes could be on the fretboard? What's your approach? If we, if we Let's talk about, like, a, a single note lick or something like that. Yeah. How do you learn that? Um so yeah, nowadays I totally cheat and it's still like one of like the best, like unkept, like unkept secrets of YouTube. Like so many people don't know that you can slow videos down now. It's, it's the greatest it, yeah. and it doesn't change pitch. I, I used to have like slower downers and they would change pitch and it drops at octaves. I'm like, man, this sucks. But nowadays you can do it and it like, you can do like three quarter speed and it doesn't change pitch. It still helps a lot working on your ear. And, um, that's what I do. I just slow the stuff down now. I mean, I guess I could be like hard, okay. hardcore and be like, no, bro, I only learned this stuff sped up, you know? So <laughs> sped up or you're not actually playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's not legit. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's not Inge times two. It ain't even worth playing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I don't think Ingve's videos are available in times two. They, they're only available in half speed and normal yeah. speed. That's it. They're like <laughs> There's a special special YouTube setting yeah. for Ingve Mouse Team. <laughs> oh, Nobody plays faster than Ingve does. Yeah. yeah. That's like that's like my max speed. Once you go past that, I'm just kinda like, I don't know. It's it's too fast for me. I can't even like I think it's my brain, it's just too slow. I can't compute the data fast enough, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're going we're gonna to round up in a minute. But a question I'd like to ask you before we do finish is yeah. being like, and it, and it might be linked to my personal you know, situation at the moment, being stuck in a rut, what tips would you give for getting out of a rut where you just don't think that you're progressing? Um, kind of, honestly, what led to me wanting to do the whole tabbing out 100 different examples was because I just felt super, super stuck. And um, I think that a lot of times we, 
the the advice is always given to like, well, try a new genre, do all that stuff, which sometimes can work, but just I think now with being able to slow down, it's like, why don't you try to go learn something that you always wanted to learn how to play? You know, like maybe it's Eugene's mm -hmm. trick bag, but you could never play it up to speed. I'm like, oh, well, you can slow it down to half speed now. You know, it's maybe it's the arpeggios in that or something, or some, you know, a Petrucci thing. Like, I would say go do that stuff and learn it at a slower tempo now because you can. And just try to like incorporate that into your own playing. Cause if, if you're like me, I usually get like sidetracked. I start learning something and then you take like a small little piece of it. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. You could do this with it. And then, then like, you know, I've forgotten what I was initially even learning. And then it's like, it just, yeah. it spins itself into like, Oh, it's a new song idea. It's a new, new lick or like that. Oh, that'd be kind of a cool idea for a video, you know, that kind of stuff. So. I, I think going back and learning a lot of that stuff that you thought was like too difficult now that we can slow it down to like human speeds is, is kind of like the, the best way to get out of a rut. Mm. Okay. Then for me, it would be Johnny be good from back to the future. That version. See the, the, the intro, the crazy solo. <laughs> just everything. everything i've always wanted to to learn that from start to finish and i remember having it on a i think it was a total guitar magazine cd with the backing tracking everything oh, they had, so it. I had it i had everything i needed in front of me like the magazine with the tab and the backing track and what i didn't have was enough understanding certainly and the physicality mm -hmm. but i think there must be something out there now where there must be a, a lesson that really breaks it down and i could again slow it down and and, and and have less excuse not to learn it. So, yeah, and I, okay, that's 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 gonna have to be my thing. Yeah, and I, I bet it will spark a lot of excitement. I know that I've done that. Um, I I brought up Eugene's trick bag because I was just learning it, and because um, I was like, you know, I, I can never remember oh, those like yeah. first arpeggio or it was the the fast part at, at the um, after the arpeggios, uh, and I realized I've been playing it wrong for like, you know, fifteen years. I'm like, what? That's what he's doing there. And then I like, I'm like, oh, it's so much easier now. And then I'm, it was just, I was like, this is cool. You know, and I sat up here and played it for like 30 minutes, just practicing it. And I'm like, oh, see, it was one of those things I always heard and like never really like took the time to learn it. And now I, you know, I don't, wouldn't say I know it, but I can play it better than I could before because I realized I was missing, you know, an essential part of it. You were playing uh, Esteban's trick. <laughs> it's all it all goes back to Esteban. <laughs> wow. Sorry. It's next on on Robert's channel. Yeah. Robert Esteban's and Esteban. <laughs> Maestros de guitarra. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh wow. Robert, thank you so good, much for joining us, advice. man. I mean it's 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 a pleasure to talk to you. It's an honor to talk to you. And okay. the people in the chat have been really really enjoying the the some people somebody said earlier i think it was saran can they slow this live stream down so the hang lasts longer oh well, that's oh. nice oh. right right there How sweet is that thanks right, Saran. right in the fields yeah. right right there um what's next for you robert baker what are you what are you up to this year um this year uh new new guitar courses i'm finally gonna have the 80s one done which has been a long long time in the works and um i think that's it you know I, I don't i don't think i'll be at nam this year and um trying to think what else 
think that's it. More more videos. Same same videos I've been making. You know, slightly different angle probably. Any notes in the pentatonic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the note you should add to the pentatonic. Any guitar purchases? Any guitar? Oh, uh, yeah. you know Any guitar purchases? Yeah, yeah um, I just got a new guitar. Um, well, I didn't just get. It. I got it in like October, but I got a, I got a Firebird, and then uh, I want to get an Explorer now, oh, which has started this whole new like. No, I need all the weird guitars. So, it's. I, I heard that ESP LTD just has a very nice one. It's called the Snake Bite, and it comes in a unique finish. You might, you might want to check that out, Robert. <laughs> no! Oh, no! Burn the camera. Just for the sake of, of, of... No! Just for the sake of, of making fun of it, it would be so hilarious to see it actually on your channel being played in some sort of hilarious content. Just me unhappy the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh wow. Well. Oh man. But what if you picked it up and what if it just felt and sounded so good that you could ignore the ugliness of it? You know, that's that's happened before with guitars. Like sometimes like you get it and like, oh this guitar is stupid and then you play it and you're like, All right, I like it, you know. But then you, you can't <laughs> you you never admit it. You can't admit it. You have to hide it. You're like Squidward over there eating a Krabby Patty, so <laughs> just got a, a wardrobe full of uh guitars you're not allowed to show them yeah <laughs> i have them you don't even know what's in the not those here. don't don't open that door <laughs> Boom. it's all bases oh wow <laughs> that was the makeup for me complimenting the bass players earlier but they're getting a little yeah we're, we're back into Back in the they're, middle, they're, they're getting a little high yeah, on their zero. horse over there. So <laughs> they can't ride horses. <laughs> Burn that. That needs to be a um, shirt. Um, uh. you, you can you can take it. You can have it. I'm I'm far too lazy to actually take that through. Bass players can't ride horses. Dear listeners, dear viewers, if you want to get more from Robert Baker, there are links to his channel and his wonderful stuff uh, in the video description. And of course, Dan will put it in the description to the audio version of the podcast, I'm sure, Dan. And if you're listening to the audio version, maybe you should um, do something with someone else's phone. Dan, could you ask people to, to rate the show for us? Of course, because we some, somehow got out of the routine. So let me just remind you of the actual thing to do if you're a fan of the show. Grab your girlfriend's iPhone, grab your grandma's iPhone, grab your dad's iPhone, or whatever smartphone you can get hold of. Go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating because that will help us to get more visibility, get more viewers, and also get more exciting guests on the channel, just like Robert Baker. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness. So smooth. Um, yeah, thank you. thank you, Robert. I hope that we can get you back at some point. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe you can show us the bases in your closet <laughs> and, um, and, and we'll do some more stuff. But um, genuinely, I'm enjoying the courses that you've made for us and thank you for those. Thank you, man. And yeah, we'll catch you soon, man. Yeah, later, buddy. Thanks for joining. Okay, thanks, everybody. We will see you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.